0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Copan. It's February 19, 2021 already. Wow. And this is Lift and Learn episode 23. In this episode, I'll be breaking down the mistakes I've made in the gym so that you can avoid them, and I'll talk about meditation a bit, and I'll mention some of its benefits. Before that though, I'll talk a bit about what I've been up to lately, and that might include fitness-related topics, and it might not. If you want to follow me, your host, on Instagram, it's isaiah.copan, and you can also check out my website, isaiahcopan.com. The podcast is on Instagram at Lift and Learn Podcast, on Twitter at Lift and Learn Pod, and also on Facebook. You can just search Lift and Learn Podcast. With that being said, let's get into it. So, I ended up going to the gym normally this week. I had my usual one rest day this week, and I actually want to talk about this one day I went at nighttime. For me, that's a rare thing. I've always got my workout in before noon, and usually before 10am, my workout's already done. Well, one time this week, I ended up stepping into the gym around 6.15pm. I didn't know what to expect because I figured there'd be a rush hour crowd or whatever, but the gym was actually just as busy as when I usually go around 8 or 9am. That's probably because the crowds aren't as big the past year because of the RONA, Anyways, so I got to the gym around 6 or a little bit after 6 and I was looking around a bit and man, there were some strong people in there. I wanted to grab my favorite bench in the gym, which is this yellow bench that has arms that come out or whatever. I don't really know how to explain it, but where the bar sits on the bench press, that contraption actually comes out a little bit so that you can unrack the weight easier. Well, anyways, the I didn't have access to it that day because there was some bigger dude on it. I think he had like 335 on the bar or something, so I didn't want to disturb him. Even though he was legit hoarding his weights in that area, which was kind of annoying, as I was warming up to bench, I saw him hit his bench press, then he supersetted that with calves, which the calves machine is right beside. And then he was also doing dumbbell rows and some other barbell movement too. So the dude had the bench, another barbell with a plate on it, and a big dumbbell for rows too, all around the bench. And there was another guy on the bench beside him doing around 265 too, so that guy was pretty strong. So I went into my own gym session, doubting myself a little bit because I knew what my programming was meant for. 280 for 5. Well, after I saw those big dudes hit their sets... I told myself I couldn't embarrass myself, so I made sure to warm up properly and actually destroyed my sets. 280 pounds on bench for 5 reps. Conquered. The rest of the workout was good too, I ended up hitting chest and back that day, and then I did some shoulders and arms at home while I watched the Blackhawks game that day, and they actually ended up winning that day, oh, I think it was 3-2 to two over the Red Wings, Another OT victory for the boys. And this week they won a few games, and they now have 9 wins, 5 losses, and 4 OT losses. So 9, 5, and 4 if I remember correctly, which isn't bad. They're 7-1-1 one, and one in their last 9 games, which is sweet. I honestly expected them to be a whole lot worse this year because we have so many young players and rookies But then again, we've only played the defending champ, Tampa Bay Lightning, twice this year so far. On to the Toronto teams, and the Leafs are playing amazing so far. They're leading the North Division, so they're the best of the Canadian hockey teams this year. They'll probably continue to dominate the other teams there, but when the playoffs come, or when the playoffs come, that's when the real test for them starts. I'm surprised I haven't heard any talk of the Leafs winning the cup this year yet. And the Raptors, they're doing a lot better than the first two weeks of the season, but they still need a good center or something. I'm sorry, but I don't think Aaron Baines is going to cut it in the long term. And there are some rumors that they're looking at getting Andre Drummond, but we'll see how that goes. Alright, let's get into some studies that I read this week, and the first one... I saw was about how consuming energy drinks can actually lead to depression and more anxiety and stress. I bet those companies won't tell you that. They're just going to shove it down your throats that they give you energy and that you should use them for pre-workout or during your day whenever you feel like or to actually improve your mood when it actually might do the opposite. So this study followed around 900 people up to the age of 22 years old. Now, consumers of energy drinks are usually younger people in their teens and stuff because that's the cool thing to do. The drinks were associated with increased stress scores and depression and anxiety. And this could actually be affecting your sleep as well, which makes a ton of sense since even gamers are starting to be sponsored by energy drink companies more and more these days. Late night gaming sessions plus energy drinks loaded with caffeine and sugar That's going to equal sleep problems, obviously. Now, when you're young, sleep isn't usually a priority. I've been there and I actually go into that a bit in the first topic of today. Now, when you're stressed and low energy, that could mean more consumption of these drinks, but they could actually exacerbate. Is that how you say the word? exacerbate? So that could mean more consumption of these drinks, and they could actually exacerbate the symptoms of stress, anxiety, and depression, and that means it could actually make those things worse. We don't know all the long-term effects of these energy drinks since they've gained popularity over the past few years, but it makes sense that they're being linked to these negative effects, especially with the way that they're consumed these days and the way these companies market their products and who they're making their primary target, which are those teens and young adults. Topic one Mistakes I've Made on My Health Journey. This is actually one of the reasons why I've started the podcast. Well, at least one of the main reasons. Basically, because I've been lifting for almost 10 years now and I've learned a lot. A lot of things I did in my early years when it comes to staying in shape or becoming more healthy was completely the wrong idea or the wrong thing to do. But there's always something to take out of doing the wrong things, because you learn from it. And that's with anything in life. You'll rarely do something for the first time and do it right, right away. It's going to take some failure and you learning from those moments. So that's why I figured it would be a good time to talk about the mistakes I've made when it comes to lifting or trying to be more healthy in general, because I think it'll help a lot of people out there. Because I don't want anyone else to make the same mistakes because they're pretty common when you start out. And the first thing is ego lifting. And this is so common, almost everyone does it. So what do I mean by ego lifting exactly? Well, it's when you're usually just excited when it comes to the gym and working out. So you immediately want to be strong and lift weights, and then you get to a point where the only focus of working out is lifting more and more weight. Now, maybe a month into it, that could mean lifting weight that's too heavy for you. So then you might be doing what's called half-repping, where you'll basically be doing your exercises in a shorter range of motion so that you can actually lift the weight. Now, when you're young, this is common because the feeling of being weak or seeing others around you lift more weight than you, I don't know, it just fires up something inside of you. So you'll play your favorite music, maybe that's house or hardcore rap or rock music, just to half rep some hundred pound dumbbells and tell yourself that you crushed it. Like I said, if you're young and you're into working out, this has probably happened to you. I'm 100% speaking from experience here, and if it wasn't for me tracking my workouts for the past few years, I'd probably still be in the cycle of ego lifting. I remember when I went to college, I was the weakest one of my group of friends because I started working out just the first week when I started college. So I had some catching up to do. That meant lifting whatever weight my gym partners were doing because I figured if they were doing it, I could just do what they're doing and I'd get to their strength quickly. Well, that was the completely wrong idea. Don't get me wrong, I made some gains and gained some strength and muscle, but that was the wrong way to do it. When you lift weight that's too much for you, that's going to increase the risk of injury, and injury could set you back even farther than where you were from the beginning. That's why you just need to track your workouts and increase the weight slowly. More specifically, when we'd squat, this was a big one because I still have some horrible videos from those times, and I still frequently see it in the gym. When I was squatting at college, I'd be lifting with my buddy who would do more than three plates, so more than 315 pounds this guy would be squatting. So I just did my best to keep up with him. At the time, even though I'd only been lifting for a few months, like at that time, I'd be trying to do weight that was close to his, so maybe around 275, but my form was awful. I put the weight on my back and my squat didn't even reach close to parallel, but I kept on adding weight week by week because I figured that as long as I was moving heavy weight, I'd get to my goals of getting bigger or whatever they were at the time. If only I could just slap some sense into my old self, seriously. But like I said, you learn from those mistakes. This is why I stress when it comes to doing exercises in a full range of motion. When you're young, you're usually just focused on increasing load in your workouts, aka you just want to be lifting more weight on the bar since it shows you're stronger, obviously. That's not actually true. It took me years to get that ego out of my head, Although there are still times where I'll test my strength, I'm mainly just focused on getting better every month with my lifts. Even now, I'm not going to lie, there are times where I have to check myself and make sure that my form is as close to perfect as possible before moving up to heavier weight. Form takes priority over everything else when it comes to working out. This has specifically happened on deadlifts. As you may know, if you've been listening to this podcast for a bit, I've been focused on doing better with my deadlifts, and that means constantly practicing it and getting stronger in it. And with my proper programming and planning, I have improved my form and my strength in it, but there are some sessions that are still tough to get through. I specifically remember when I got to a four plate deadlift, so 405 on the bar, I got that for four reps. My next session was 410 for four reps. And I got that, but it was significantly more difficult. So again, my next session was scheduled for 415 reps. Or sorry, 415 pounds. Now, before that session specifically, I had less than an ideal amount of sleep. Regardless, I still went for it, and I tried that 415 pull. I tried it twice, and I failed both times. This was just a few months ago. Obviously, going through my warm-ups and with my little sleep, I should have known to back off my programming for a day, but I still tried to get it up because of my ego. Even though my strength had been going up consistently for so long, I still wasn't satisfied with that progress, and that humbled me real quick. So it just goes to show you that even I still make this mistake sometimes, even though I've had years of experience in the gym. And the next one might be something you've heard before, and that's the dirty bulk. Here's probably what was one of my favorite parts of this whole getting big journey, because it gave me an excuse to eat whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted. And a lot of people do this and swear by it. When I got into lifting, I figured the best way to get strong and muscular was to dirty bulk. And if you're not familiar with this term, it's basically eating as much as you can every day. At least, that's the way I saw it. When I did it, I barely tracked my food. Literally, just make and eat as much pasta as possible and get it down as fast as I can. Even when I was in college for a few years, I was that guy who brought the Tupperware full of pasta. And I even had my parm cheese (laughs) with me wherever I went. That means during class or during lunch. I'm so sorry for all of those who were around me who had to smell that parmesan every day. This is something you need to avoid doing. It's a vicious cycle. When you dirty bulk, you add 20 to 50 pounds. Then when summer's coming, you cut the same 20 to 50 pounds. And then you realize that you lost all strength gains and you look the same every year. And you're basically back to square one. And you look the same every year because you're gaining and losing the same fat that you gained from the dirty bulk over and over again. Please don't make this mistake. A much better approach, if you're trying to put on size and add quality muscle and lose body fat more consistently, is just to bulk slowly. Don't just stuff yourself with food like I did. Again, that means tracking your food knowing how much calories you burn daily and eating in a 200 to 500 calorie surplus every day. That means you'll gain maybe a half pound to a pound of weight weekly. That means you'll be gaining more quality weight because realistically you won't be able to pack on as much muscle as you think just because you're eating as much as you can and getting big. Doing it the dirty bulk way, the majority of the weight you'll gain it will be fat. There's no way around that. If you take the slower approach, you'll be limiting the amount of body fat you're gaining and your body will actually utilize those calories to gain muscle if you're gaining strength every week as opposed to just storing those extra thousand calories daily and it's probably being stored as fat because your body just doesn't work that way. Now, when it comes to eating properly to gain muscle and lose body fat, that means making sure you're getting an adequate protein intake, which is said numerous times before. Your weight in pounds should be equivalent to the grams of protein you're getting in, fat should be at around 25-35% to of your caloric intake, and carbs should make up the rest. If you dirty bulk like I did before, that meant I was probably not getting enough protein, way too many fat calories, and definitely too many carbs since I'd constantly be eating big bowls of pasta and Krispy Kreme every now and then, which is, oh, I miss it. Obviously, that's not the way to go about things. It's just a good way of speeding up developing health problems, so avoid that one for sure. And the last thing I'll go over today when it comes to mistakes is not getting enough sleep throughout the years. If you know me personally, growing up I was all about team no sleep. I never realized how important sleep was when it came to my overall health. Even after graduating and getting my certifications, I still never realized how important it was. It's something that I don't really remember was ever even brought up in the years where I was studying health and fitness in college. Yeah, I've covered this a few times on the podcast already before, but especially now that I'm older than I was before, sleep has become so important and I've grown to realize the benefits of it. Or more importantly, how much better I feel when I actually get 8-10 to hours of sleep. I definitely notice it when I go to the gym the next morning and I'm actually stronger on the mornings where I get a good amount of sleep compared to when I don't. This literally just happened to be this past week. I had a night where I was up till nearly 2am so I had a night of only 5 hours of sleep. I went to the gym that morning and just did not feel the same. I had to lighten my weight, which is fine, and I was prepared for that, so I did my best to get a good workout in regardless by using other methods. Now, when you're younger, you can usually just shake off this feeling, but like I said, as you get older, that lack of sleep will affect you more and more. And just because you're younger and can just power through your day on minimal amounts of sleep doesn't mean you should. I think I mentioned here before that when I was in high school, I was pretty much playing World of Warcraft all the time. That meant staying up till nearly 3am with the raid squad and running PvP, and then going to school the next day on less than 5 hours of sleep. And that happened for almost 2 years straight. Obviously, lack of sleep in this situation is going to mean that my focus wasn't there when it came to what was important. And your memory and brain health just deteriorates, especially when it comes to concentrating and thinking, which is a pretty important part when you're still in school. So I did go over the importance of sleep in episode 6, and this is a mistake I've only fixed just the past few years, and that's probably contributed to the fact that I'm probably more healthy now than I've ever been. And that could be due to a bunch of factors, but I know for a fact that sleep has played a huge part in that as well. I even noticed this with my own clients. Usually within the first few minutes of a session, I might notice that they yawn or just move a little bit more lethargic than normal, or they just look more sluggish than when I usually see them. Then I ask them, hey, how was your sleep last night? And... They'll tell me, oh, I was up late working, or I was binging some show till it was late. And I already know at that point that the workout isn't going to be their best. Now, when I started as a trainer, i just stick to whatever program and weights I had for them. And that was honestly dumb of me to do, but I didn't know any better at the time. But now I know when they tell me, oh, I didn't get a good sleep last night, or... I can even just see that sluggishness, then we will take extra time doing mobility and stretches, and then I'll have them back off the weights slightly and spend more time on form and perfecting movements as opposed to just pushing them when it came to heavier weights. Because when you're lacking in sleep, you probably won't be as strong as usual, and that could also lead to poor balance and coordination in extreme cases. Now, it took me being a trainer and even lifting for a few years to realize all of this. If you've been a trainer for a while, you start to realize that you actually train your clients a lot better than you train yourself, and that's a pretty common thing that I've actually mentioned with a bunch of my other trainer buddies that I have. So those are the three biggest mistakes that I've made throughout my own journey when it comes to being more healthy and fit. And I broke them down a bit so that you don't have to do the same ones because I already learned from it so you don't have to go through the same struggles. So on my own trainer app, I added myself. And that's helped me more to keep a level head when it comes to everything. So that's when it comes to my training, eating, and doing my mobility drills and daily exercises, or my meditation practices, which is the next topic for today. Topic 2. The Importance of Meditation This is something that's growing to be more and more important as the years go on because life is just so busy. And even when life isn't busy, we're glued to some kind of electronic device, whether that's binging Netflix all day, maybe gaming, or scrolling for far too long on multiple social media platforms. Our mind is constantly being stimulated And that's why meditation is so important to incorporate into your own life, because your brain also needs to relax and wind down. So there's actually several ways to practice meditation. You could do something like 5 minutes or so of silence and maybe some calming music. You can zone out while stretching, which is something I do. And lately I've been using yoga to calm my mind while relaxing my body and mind from the screen time that I've been getting. Whether that's behind the monitor all day, making notes for the podcast, checking on clients, or doing things I enjoy like playing video games. Meditation just helps you in so many ways. It reduces stress, actually has been shown to increase happiness, and you may even develop more patience, which is key to lowering stress levels and making positive changes in your life. It's actually a great way to connect to yourself and increase that mindfulness, which is just focusing on that present moment. It's therapeutic and could relieve that stress, not just in the short term, but also in the long term. One I like to do almost every day is meditate while I'm in the shower. A few days of the week, I'll spend around 30 seconds to 3 minutes under cold water in the shower. Not only does this wake me up more than a hot shower would, but... I take that time to work on deep breathing, along with reflecting on what I need to do for the rest of that day. I think about everything that needs to happen before I sleep that night. So I think about the meals that I'm going to have for the day, the things that I need to do for that day, whether that be podcast notes or clients I need to contact. I think about my workout for the day and whatever else I need to do. So I kind of use that time to plan out my day and think about a rough timeline or schedule for that day. Nowadays, there's so many ways you can meditate. You can even just go on YouTube and listen to some calming sounds or watch calming videos. To meditate or just to relax effectively, you need to make time to do things you enjoy. That could be things like exercising, reading, or even doing easier and simple tasks like gardening. Meditation could mean different things, and there are multiple ways to do it. It's not just all about sitting in silence all the time where you sit cross-legged or something. You can even do something like journaling, if that's your thing, where you just write meaningful or maybe even not-so-meaningful things or even just doodling on a paper could help calm you down and decrease the amount of brain stimulation that you're exposed to constantly. Find a method out there that works for you, and just start practicing it today. You may notice those benefits I said earlier after one session, or it may take a few sessions after you practice it a bit more. That could mean reduced anxiety, reduced stress, increased happiness, which means less symptoms of depression. And trust me, meditating and being mindful... Especially these days where the news is all about negative information, so you're glued to CNN or whatever, it's something to seriously look into. And if that hasn't helped you, then Headspace actually now has a little mini-series on Netflix, at least in the US, so hopefully it's available to you. You can check that out, and that might be able to help you as well you just have to do it when it comes to meditation and just start with a two to five minute session. If that's all you can handle at first, like anything in life, if you don't practice it, you're going to lose the benefits of meditation. So just start today. And that concludes episode 23 of the podcast. Thank you for listening. If you really enjoyed the episode or my podcast as a whole, then please leave a review and comment on iTunes or whatever your choice of podcast platform is. Also, if you haven't already, you should hit that subscribe button because I'll be releasing episodes every Friday. If you want to follow me, your host, I'm Isaiah.Kopan on Instagram, and you can also check out my website, IsaiahKopan.com. If you want to follow the podcast, you can check out at Lift and Learn Podcast on Instagram, And there's also a Facebook page if you just search Lift and Learn Podcast. Again, thanks for listening and be sure to tune in next week with another episode where I'll be talking about the best and worst ab exercises and why you should constantly be doing things in your life that make you happy.